0: All right, if you're listening to Canada Club, episode two, thank you very much because it means you are contributing to Canada's Pinball Podcast. Brenda, myself, and Killian, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for contributing to the show, and that is why I want to give you special podcasts that nobody else gets. And on this episode, it's all about one thing. It's the thing I won't talk about on the main show. So you're going to get my real feelings, my true feelings, The ultimate candid thing I feel about what is happening in pinball right now with a company that has really soured and dampened my love of pinball. It has me questioning why I am even in this hobby still because why do we support companies who make products who won't stand behind their products? And I work in this industry for a living. I work for major brands and I work for brands when they launch products I work for brands when they have recalls. I work for brands when they have an issue and a crisis. And I understand the way it's supposed to work from a pure communications and marketing standpoint and a cost to a company standpoint. And believe me, when a major company recalls like its Oreo cookies or recalls its soda or recalls its product, how many times has General Motors had to recall their cars to fix a problem, right? How many times has that happened? And yes, they do it. They have to do it because if you want to keep your customers and you want to keep people happy and you want to keep people enjoying the brand that you've created in the world, you can't run, you can't hide, you can't pretend like there's no issue when there are issues, especially when the issues are being shared all over the internet, all over Facebook, all over Pinside, everywhere. Everywhere you look, you're seeing people sharing images, of their Guns N' Roses playfields having issues. And I'm bummed out by this. It sucks. My enthusiasm to open up this game has absolutely been diminished. I have a friend in New York City who has one. And he said, Chris, I don't even want to play the game anymore until I figure out a way to fix this problem. And so I ordered him Cliffy washers, and we're waiting on those, and we're going to have to stick these black carbon fiber washers underneath all of these posts, which if you hear certain people out there, and those are permanent. Those are permanent. Those adhere to the playfield itself. So you will never be able to see the game the way it was supposed to be because you have to have all these black washers underneath the posts. And the washers are not a fix. We all know it. They are simply a band-aid on a bullet wound that is Miracle, Playfield, and Jersey Jack Pinball together being unable to solve this problem now three games in a row. But here's the main reason why I think this entire thing sucks and I think I've fallen out of love with this company and I'm tired, but here's my main point. In all of the business deals I've been doing over the last 20 years with companies who've had issues, there is one thing that never works and that is hiding. There is one thing that never works and that is not being transparent with your buyers and your customers. We're not stupid. People who bought these games, not just CEs, all right, not just $12,500 games, but also LE buyers and SE buyers. Nobody is dumb. These are professional people. These are men and women who worked really hard to spend this much money on these products. We're not idiots. We're not fools. And by saying nothing, you're treating us like we're idiots, like we don't know there's an issue. But here is my main thing. The name of this podcast is the only three words that I want to hear from Jersey Jack Pinball. And I only want to hear three. And these three words will be the beginning. These three words are necessary for them to create a healing between their company and pinball buyers. And I know some people out there don't care they'll just play their game with issues but I'm not like that and you're not like that and most people are not like that but I just want to hear three words from Jersey Jack Pinball three words from Ken Cromwell three words from Brett is, three words from Pat Lawler three words from Eric Minier three words from Barry over in customer service and these are the three words we have not heard from Jersey Jack Pinball and we're not gonna hear these three words from Jersey Jack Pinball because Jersey Jack Pinball The decisions are being made by the accountants and the lawyers and you can see it in the letter from Barry to the distributor. There is nowhere in that letter anything that has anything to do with the three words I'm about to say because these three words are so important and they're so necessary and they are what professional companies do when they have an issue like this. When they see their customers upset, when they see their customers sharing photos, And the three words I would love to hear from Jersey Jack Pinball are the following. We are sorry. Let me repeat those Jersey Jack because I know someone's gonna share this with you. We are sorry. That is how every single correspondence should be between them and their customers that are having issues. We are sorry your game is experiencing this issue. We are sorry your play field has chipped. We are sorry this game is not living up to your expectations of our machines. We are also apologetic because this is not living up to our own expectations of our products. But where is the apology? Where is the empathy? Where is the sensitivity? Where is the human factor in this company? It's nowhere. There is nowhere you will find we are sorry. I don't see it in any emails between JJP and its customers, and its distributors, and its correspondents. They won't apologize for the problem because they are being guided most likely by legal advice that is telling them, if you say we're sorry, you are admitting there's a problem. But let's stop pretending, Jersey Jack. You have to admit there's a problem because look at the damn photos. Like, why do we live in a world in which this company will not admit that there is a problem? How can they not admit there's a problem when all of these photos are being shared? And now that they're seeing all this evidence, that's what this is, Jersey Jack. There is overwhelming evidence that your products are experiencing defective playfield issues, whether it's over-torquing, then it's your problem with your manufacturing and the people you pay probably, you know, minimum wage to just screw these posts in, or it's with Miracle Playfields. You now know you have a problem. You now know it's affecting a lot more games than you would probably like. But you now can't just pretend like it's not happening and you're hiding out. And it sucks. And people are telling you it sucks. And Jack might want to call people one-to-one and this and that. But I've heard no correspondence from anybody over there. Nobody. Nobody will talk to me. Nobody will get back to me. The only thing they've been accusing me of is sending an angry mob their way. It's not my fault. I didn't send an angry mob your way, Jersey Jack Pinball. You know what sent an angry mob your way? Is you shipping people a product that once again has the same exact issue that the last two games have had. That is why people are angry. The reason they're angry at you, Jersey Jack Pinball, because you promised them that this was solved and you will not say you're sorry. And this is why Pinball to me, is frustrating. These companies are annoying. When they do this stuff, I don't want to support them. I don't want to buy their products. If I were you, I wouldn't buy products from a company that doesn't admit it has quality control issues, that doesn't do what it needs to do to fix the problems. How did they not hook up these play fields to rigs over the last year and test everything out? They didn't do it. They're not doing it. They don't know what to do now. They absolutely are back at square one with these playfield issues. When the first 100 Guns N' Roses LEDs came out, those playfields were horrible. And instead of saying, what the hell happened here, Mirko? No, they clearly tried something new, put a little quality control seal in the lower left corner. It didn't work. That quality assurance seal of approval from Mirko was nothing but a lie. It didn't work. If that quality assurance meant anything, that seal of approval meant anything, then why are we seeing all these collector's editions with all these issues? And they won't say they're sorry. And they won't apologize. And they won't do anything for you other than offer to buy your game back. But here's the other part that Jersey Jack Pinball is doing that doesn't make any sense to me. They will only buy back the collector's edition games at twelve five because they know they're worth more than that. But here's what they're not doing. They're not offering to buy back LEs and SEs. This is now class warfare. Only if you bought the most expensive one will we offer you a refund. But they're not offering this refund to LE and SE buyers. Why not? And that's not fair either. If you bought an LE or an SE, why don't you get the same offer as the CE people? The CE owners didn't buy some extended warranty or different warranty. The fact that they are now compartmentalizing these buyers in such a way, it just goes to show they're trying to pull a fast one on everybody. They're giving the CE people an offer they know they're not going to take. And then they said in that correspondence, there is no other resolution that will be coming. There is nothing else we will do for you other than this, which we know you won't take us up on. And they just won't say they're sorry. And they just won't ask for our forgiveness. And they need to. And they need to be forgiven, but they're not going to be forgiven like this. I tell you what they're doing, and they're doing this. And this is why pinball is bumming me out. This is why I don't really want to be in this hobby anymore. I don't. I don't. This really has like taken all of my enjoyment out of pinball, and this is why I don't want this to be my main pinball podcast because I almost want to just take a break from even thinking about these guys. But you know me. I mean, I can't stop thinking about them. This is what I do as Canada's Pinball Podcast is I think about the main issues in pinball, and this is the main issue in pinball. That the second largest pinball company, once again, is mailing defective products to customers. Everyone has to punch sand. No other pinball podcast will really cover the issue significantly. And it's not even up to them to do it. It's not their responsibility because it's a negative topic. A lot of other pinball shows are very friendly. I mean, Ken and Zach are great friends. Ken and Zach are great friends. And, And Zach's got the second largest pinball podcast out there right now, right? Second largest pinball company having issues. Second largest pinball podcast out there right now. They're good buddies, Ken and Zach. So what does he do? I haven't even heard from Ken Cromwell anywhere externally. And he's their head of communications and marketing. And so it's just like, they're all just like hiding out. And Zach's covered it a little bit. He has. He hasn't like buried it. But else, what is he going to do? What can he do? I mean, there's nothing that a podcast can really do other than tell you what they would do. And I'm telling you what I would do. I don't want to buy another Jersey Jack pinball machine. I'm so tired of making excuses for Jersey Jack pinball. I love the company so much. I love how they try to put so much into their games. But none of it matters if they're not going to stand behind their product and the products aren't quality. It doesn't matter. Because in life, a great idea doesn't mean anything unless you execute it properly. They're not executing it properly, and they haven't executed it properly three times in a row. And we keep making excuses for this company, and there's no more excuses. It is wood, it is art, and it is clear coat. There are three elements you need to put down, and you need to make sure they're quality. Why can Spooky Pinball do it? And Spooky Pinball is doing it so amazingly well, and Jersey Jack Pinball can't do it. And Jersey Jack Pinball machines cost way more than Spooky machines it's pathetic, it's embarrassing but why is it that billionaires can't figure it out but Chuck from Benton, Wisconsin has got it all figured out I want to hear they're sorry and they're not going to say it and they're not going to apologize and they're just going to keep going on and on and on and adding washers and that's that and if Toy Story comes out and then it sells out immediately congratulations, the same thing's going to happen again The same exact thing is going to happen again because until they say they're sorry. And then after that, the next step is not just about apologizing. We are sorry. We are going to stop production until we fix this problem. And we are going to find a way to make everybody whole with this situation. And it's going to cost us a few million dollars. But guess what? We're going to have to do that because that's what you do when you mail people products that are defective. You have to fix them and make them whole. But this has been the story of Jersey Jack Pinball from the very get-go. Everybody knows it. Not everybody wants to say it. This company has always been, it's always been plagued by an Achilles heel quality control issue on almost every single game. Wizard of Oz lightboards. Remember what happened there? The lightboards were all tanking. And Jack knew that they were designed incorrectly. And he also knew he couldn't afford to send people replacement ones. He had to charge people for it. This was the very first story of Jersey Jack Pinball that they sold people games that had lightboard issues and they knew the lightboards had issues and they still were sending them to customers. And then when they knew they had to get customers new lightboards, they charged you for it. Imagine buying something. It doesn't work right. And then you have to pay extra to get it to work right. In what other world do we do this? In what other world does that happen? Did Microsoft, when the Red Ring of Death happened, did they charge you for an all-new Xbox? No. So you got to say you're sorry, you got to fix the problem, and you got to give people a real resolution. And it's going to be expensive, it's going to be time-consuming, but that is the reality of where we're at. And that is why you need to make sure your product is bulletproof before you ship it, before you sell it to customers. Now here's what's going to happen, and this is why Pinball is bumming me out. They're not going to say they're sorry. They're not going to fix the problem. They're just going to keep moving forward and deal with the abuse they get. They will deal with the customers that have issues by not dealing with them. That is what they're going to do. That is what they are doing by saying only CE owners get a buyback offer, a one-time only buyback offer, and that's it. That's it. No one else is getting anything. You're not getting anything, LE owners. You're not getting anything, SE owners. And they're going to keep going. They're going to keep making the game and they're going to move towards Toy Story and they're just going to sell out of that because that's what pinball is these days. It is just an environment in which they know there is more demand than supply. And in an environment when there is more demand than supply, quality doesn't matter. We'll just keep making it and we'll just keep hyping these things and then we'll sell out and then it doesn't matter. Then if something happens, well, it's too late. It's too late. These guys bought it, and we're not going to stand behind it. That's what's been happening. And why would we assume that won't happen again? And I'm super disappointed, and here's why I'm really disappointed. I'm really sad for Eric Minier. He made a masterpiece. Once again, his masterpiece, both of his masterpieces, Pirates of the Caribbean and Guns and Roses, both of them will go down as games that didn't really have successful launches. GNR's launch was so successful from the get-go, but it crashed and burned even worse than Pirates of the Caribbean. The quality on these GNR playfields is way worse than what we saw on the Pirates playfields. Now, once again, we have a situation where Eric's masterpiece is not being praised or talked about or experienced in a positive way. Every time you see someone post a photo about this game or talk about this game... It immediately is met with issues with the play field. It immediately is met with issues with like chipping and pooling and pictures and questions from people about when are you going to fix the problem, Jersey Jack Pinball. That conversation will never leave this game. As long as there is not a resolution. Every time people bring up Guns N' Roses, they are going to bring up the quality issues. You will never be able to separate them until there is a solution. Now, I would love it one day down the road in which they actually do solve the playfield issues and give people a chance to swap in better playfields and bulletproof their games. I don't see that day coming anytime soon. The latest I heard is they're going to sell new playfields from Mirko. How are we supposed to know those playfields are in any good condition? We don't. And so this is the sad story of a company that puts the most into pinball but they can't figure out the quality issues. They can't figure out the customer relation issue. They can't figure out the communication issue. They don't know how to say they're sorry. They don't know how to say we're going to accept responsibility for this and fix it. We have not heard those words from Jersey Jack Pinball. It's why people don't trust billionaires. It's why people don't trust companies like this. And when you're in pinball, This is a small niche community. It's a small niche industry. You can't lose trust. But here's what's going to happen. They're going to lose the people that love pinball the most because they're going to lose the enthusiast community that ran the Jersey Jack games. And they're going to end up selling machines to people who have no idea what any of this even is. And there are a ton of people like that that would open up these games, have chip posts, and have no idea that that's not normal for pinball, but for all of us out there that know that's not normal, who love this hobby so much, we're going to be the most disappointed in Jersey Jack pinball. We are the most disappointed in Jersey Jack pinball. They told us what we could expect from them. They didn't deliver, and they won't say, we are sorry. And I'm not going to talk about them on my main show anymore because there's nothing left to say. But this really sucks. And this is why my enjoyment of the hobby has really declined significantly and I'm trying to stay positive, and I want to cover the other companies that deserve to be covered, and I want to talk about Spooky's next game, and Chicago Pinball's next game, and maybe there's going to be a Deep Root game in 15 years. I want to talk about other companies and what they have going on, but I don't want to give Jersey Jack any airtime on my main show, because I don't think they deserve it, and I think leaving them out of the conversation will be better than me on every episode constantly hounding them because it doesn't get anywhere. You see it. It doesn't work. It absolutely does not work. The only thing I could do is come out and say, do not buy Jersey Jack pinball machines until they fix the quality. And that is what everybody should be saying. But here's what's going to happen. If I go say that, then they're going to come after me and say, I'm trying to create a run on the bank. The same way Andrew Highway blamed me for telling people to get a refund on Alien. It's like, you should have got a refund on Alien because the guy had no idea what he was doing. And you should get a refund on Guns N' Roses right now because they have no idea what they're doing either when it comes to play field quality. But you see how negative these shows become. I mean, the world's favorite pinball podcast has to come out and tell you not to buy from the world's second largest pinball company. I mean, everyone should be saying that. And we should all be holding them accountable. And here's the thing. They know this. This is why you're not seeing refund offers on LEs. If they offered refunds for LEs and SEs, they couldn't afford to do it. The company—I don't think the company could survive that. And almost all LE owners would just send their game back. I would just send it back, even if I didn't have issues, because I would just want—I would just want to know that I'm not going to have issues down the road. Because I'm here to tell you, I think most of these miracle playfields are going to fail. Most of them are going to have issues. I, I, I absolutely, from what I've been seeing with these collector's edition games, I have no faith that these games are going to hold up over time. Time will tell. But my buddy's game, my good buddy's game. He just sent me the photo with the chip post, and he's so bummed out, and it's, it's, a, it's a chip that he now needs to like hide with a washer, and he's going to think about that now forever, and that is not why he bought a $12,500 pinball machine. He bought it to enjoy it, and the only reason he can't enjoy it is because a company made a product in which they failed to solve a problem they knew about for three games in a row. And all my friend wants to hear, and I'm going to sign off with you over at Jersey Jack Pimble. I hope you blast this inside your company this week. That the only thing these customers want to hear, my friend wants to hear, Robert Brooks wants to hear, everyone who's got a Guns N' Roses machine with an issue. All we want to hear from you, Ken Cromwell, Leonard, Brett, Eric, all of you over there. We don't want to see you post shiny pictures of this game on Facebook trying to entice new people to buy it. We don't want to see you post the launch video again. We don't want to see you bragging about how great this game is. We want you to say something specifically to us, the customers who have been impacted by this issue. We want to hear you say, we are sorry. This has been the Canada Club episode two, guys. Thank you so much for contributing. You're going to get special stuff. And if you have any friends who want to join the club, please don't share this with them. I implore you. Please don't. You're paying for this. If you're listening to this, you are paying for this. You paid for the right to hear these shows. So please don't share these links. And ask your friends to contribute as well on Patreon or PayPal. Kaneda pinball at Gmail is the PayPal. I really do appreciate it. You're going to get stuff like this. You're going to get more off-the-record Canada, and I hope you enjoy it, and it means a lot to make these shows for you. It does. It means a lot for me to take time out of my life and my baby and my wife to do these shows. You can hear Killian crying. I'm doing these for you because you care more than the others about Canada's Pinball Podcast, and we fully appreciate your support. Have a good day. Uh-huh.